Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? What is Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? Dancing with the Black Elephant? From Yeshiva University, this is Andrew Boyarski, and you are listening to Dancing with the Black Elephant. Blockchain is the underlying technology of Bitcoin. However, blockchain technology provides opportunities for many other applications. We spoke with Douglas Graham, CEO of Ideation Incorporated, a company that is building an enterprise resource planning platform for managing and funding early stage innovation. He is an author of the book Ideation, The Birth and Death of Ideas, published by Wiley. He has developed a cryptocurrency for use by central banks and a framework that facilitates development of blockchain applications. We spoke about the basic mechanics of blockchain technology, its applications, and the risks and opportunities it poses. Let's look at this from the point of view of financial institutions out there, banks, lending institutions, those that are engaged in trade around foreign currencies. From a financial institution point of view, what are the risks and opportunities that are presented uh, by blockchain technology? Um, I think it's good the way you ask the question um, in terms of risks and opportunities, um, because there are risks. Um, and and you know, some uh, banking obviously tends to be a very conservative industry, and they're very nervous about something like Bitcoin, so there may be a tendency not to act. Um, but there's a risk in not acting because if you don't start to address the technology, then the existing users of the technology, plus the the users we just discussed, the illicit users, um, tend to have a lot of freedom. Um, so, so you could see Bitcoin being used more and more and potentially um, taking over from the currency of the realm, making the central bank somewhat irrelevant. Um, To some extent, you could say this has already happened in Kenya. Um, Again, not based on specifically blockchain technology, but a very successful cryptocurrency in in the form of M-Pasa that I believe now has something like 60% of the economy. Um, What's the role of a central bank in in an economy where 60% is is controlled by other parties, private individuals, private, or private organizations at least. Um, so, so there's a risk in not doing anything. It, it's, I think it's worth emphasizing that. Um, the opportunities are significant. It can streamline many of the processes that we all become frustrated with in banking. You know, why does it take anywhere from three to 12 days for a simple check to clear? You know, we, we all know that should be able to be cleared in, in 20 milliseconds. Um, so so, so that's, that, that, that's one thing. You can make the systems much more efficient. When you look at um, the entire remittance industry, the entire payment industry, these could be so made so much more efficient and so much more less expensive. And if a lot of your, your current business depends on that, then yes, that's a risk as well, because if you don't do that, someone else will. Um, other opportunities for, for financial services, well, you know, let's take one specific one. I think um, <clears throat> one of the major breakthroughs for financial services was the, um, the development of microfinance by Muhammad Yunus. Um, hugely successful in development, has brought tremendous opportunity around the world, 
very low default rate on those loans. Um, you know, primarily amongst women and cooperatives for women who kind of um, collateralized each other and hugely successful and, and brought opportunity again to, to the poor, particularly in rural areas. Um, the problem now is that it's become too successful. Many people have emulated the Grameen bank model. Um, many, there's many different providers of microfinance and savvy recipients are now saying, well, you know, we can go to multiple lenders and get multiple um, microfinance loans. And, and with that, of course, suddenly the risk has gone up, the risk of default, the defaults are much higher. Um, but again, the blockchain could solve that problem because now you have a global registry that can be applied um, and can be checked. Anytime someone seeks a microfinance loan, they can check to see if they have any existing loan. Um, it could be used for things like um, a national identity database, or better still, a global identity database. Um, again, the, the libertarian in me would kind of object to that, but it, it just makes common sense. In today's society, we actually need to know who people are. It can still be kept confidential, but you know, it, it needs to be accessible, and it can make our passage through the world so much easier if we're clearly identified um, that identity identity has been checked and verified, and and uh, some level of confidence and trust has been established with that identity. Then, armed with that trust in the database and an RFID chip of some kind, we should be able to sell through customs, immigration, security checks, stadium access, all these other things, um, public transport access, all these things that potentially becoming a serious problem for us. So just as this huge problem of, of terrorism is, is developing, the solution is there as well. We spoke with Douglas Grant, CEO of Ideation Incorporated, about blockchain technology. In addition to his work in innovation and cutting-edge technologies, Douglas also is an advisory council member at the Katz School of Yeshiva University. Find out more about our programs including our MS in Enterprise Risk Management at our website, www.yu.edu forward slash K-A-T-Z or CATS. We would like to hear your feedback on our podcasts, so please send us any questions or comments to us at CATSpodcast, K-A-T-Z-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at yu.edu. Thanks for listening.